0: What does it mean to be an American? Just what are our American values? Working hard to succeed. Loving God, country, and family. Being honest, strong, and compassionate. Supporting our Constitution and recognizing that we are blessed to be living in America, the greatest country in the world. Our Bill of Rights protects us, our freedoms of worship, speech, and privacy, our right to own firearms, our right to trial by jury. Our right to be free, to live our own lives without some bureaucrat telling us what to do. Most countries don't have these rights. Want to know more? It's all there in the book. Get your own free book, The U.S. Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Then read it again, and this time share it with your friends. Our great constitution is the basis of all of our freedoms, our inalienable rights. Get your own copy at freeusbook.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council.
2: Heading into our third hour here on Radio Law Talk, online at radiolawtalk.com or on your favorite radio station if we're in your area. And if we're not in your area and you're listening to us online, give your radio station a call. Say, hey, you really need to uh, check these guys, check these folks out. Sorry, Denise. You need to check these people out and and get them on 9 to noon Pacific time. And however that changes across the country, we, we I remember we had a debate once where we couldn't figure <laughs> out what.
3: And it's we already sprung ahead, so don't ask again. Yeah, we're, we're... So,
2: we're on at
1: midnight. No, <laughs> I,
2: I, I mean I mean I noticed you know, we we had we had the time change right last week and last Sunday we sprung forward. And I'm looking up here at the studio clock. It's 11 o'clock Pacific time where we're at right now, and the studio clock still shows 10 o'clock. So our studio clock didn't make it, but you know, whatever, whatever. We're we're you know we're cooking with gas. Oh, all right. Now now he's gonna go change it, you know. So, um, and Fred Penny not here uh, today on assignment. Fred, we uh, miss you when you're not here. But look for those of you that don't know, and I'm certain if you if you ever follow Fred on social media or anything. That guy. I don't know. I don't know when he sleeps. I mean, he, Fred Penny, is chief cook and bottle washer. He's he's got so many irons in the fire. I, I, I'm not supposed to. If I read the good book, I'm not supposed to envy. I'm not supposed to covet. I'm not supposed to do those things. And when it comes to Fred's drive and energy and just ability, I'm I'm going to admit it. I'm coveting. I wish I had that kind of drive. (laughs) Well, he's the king of multitaskers, that's for sure. Yes, he is.
3: Well, I was going to say that you know that's also how Todd feels about his kitties. Well, no,
2: (laughs) no. I'm I'm right. uh, Look, look. With Fred, to the extent that I say I don't know when Fred ever sleeps because of everything he does, I think of my cats and I say. I, I don't know when they're ever awake.
1: What does Todd's cat see?
2: <laughs> I don't know. They're always asleep. That's why.
1: <laughs> so, meow. <laughs> so, yes, meat,
2: me, meow. meow, uh, food. They, they always sleep, but they do let me know, when the litter box needs to be changed or they need food or water. So
3: so what are we going to talk about this hour? Well,
2: we're going to talk about a couple of things. Probably uh, we got a tragic case out of Lodi that resulted in a... a an award dealing with skydiving and an accident that happened there. We have another case. It's a DUI-related case, probably not a very long one, but out of state of Kansas, and uh, an interesting ruling that a judge made on the quick. Um, Let's see. we got a couple of other ones coming down. Uh, New Mexico has an interesting ruling on uh, non-medical or non-economic damages in medical lawsuits and a cap that New Mexico has placed on there that is sort of an interesting little... Change in the law there that's different from other places. But, you know, before we get to any of that, we have our third case or no case that I say as soon as Cal puts a candy bar in his mouth. So now, it's like when the dog... It's like when the, <laughs> It's not really a candy bar. It's no. A, what it's, is it, Nase? It's,
3: it's a kind bar, and yeah. they're really super good and healthy. But
2: yeah. I always wanted to be a dentist or a server that comes, you know, like a, a, in a restaurant where they come over and they ask you, so how are things going and your mouth is full? If you're at a restaurant it's with food, if you're in the dentist office, it's usually with a bunch of instruments. The time to do that, when, as a former news guy, is I always tried to catch a...
1: A high and mighty public official putting their fork in their mouth, yes. stuff in their <laughs> face.
2: What can you tell us about <laughs> the landmark case of Fishbein versus Arizona that was just decided today that will gut your, or your campaign funds? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what it's time for?
1: Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! All right. Anthony Fiorino moved to New York from Venice, Italy. And he loved gelato. In fact, he wanted to open up a gelato store. That was his dream. But he asked around about the best place to get his favorite treat. And he was told that the Halabatoria gelato was the best. So he went and grabbed a dish of his favorite frozen dessert. But it was so creamy. Much creamier than he was used to as an Italian. He had his best friend Andres, a first-year pre-law student from NYU, taste the dessert. And she said... This is not gelato. This is ice cream. Now, a berry-flavored ice cream. Anthony and Andros went back to the store and asked them point blank, Did you sell me ice cream instead of gelato? The flustered clerk confessed. Yes, we were low on raspberry gelato. That's what you asked for. But we did have raspberry-flavored ice cream, so I gave you that. He said, It's nothing unusual. We do it all the time, or at least frequently. Andros said, I wonder how often and thought, hmm, I might get a little press attention here. So Andres asked his law professor if this was legal and said, if it is, do we have any legal recourse? In other words, he asked case or no case in the matter of ice cream v. gelato. Denise Dirks. Uh, yeah. uh, Todd, where, Todd,
2: you're Todd you, I'm sorry, it's your turn. She's to go really first. quick on that, doesn't want to go you, first. she does not want to answer right, this question. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, first I'm going to say... Um, The fact that he went and asked his law professor if there was a cause of action, there's the issue here. Because the law professor is going to give the academic the technical. Well, you know, in this we well, got this, and you have a contract, and you bargained for gelato and got ice cream. So, in a technical sense, and you get all those answers. Right. As opposed to the real world answers, if you go to an attorney and said, "How much were you out?" Well, it cost me a buck fifty, and the attorney says, "Here's a buck fifty. Stop wasting my time. I just, <laughs> you know, if I want to sue him on your behalf now, I'm out of buck fifty. So I'm going to say that." Um, This, though possibly a true scenario, is not a case. Okay, fair enough.
1: Ms. Dirks, what say you in the matter of, hey, that's not gelato, what say you?
3: Well, it's a bait and switch almost, right? They're advertising gelato and then they switch it up to ice cream and... Um, they said they do it all the time. So there's your class action suit, and um, you know, it's a even ice cream and gelato is not a dollar fifty. It's um, last time I tried, it was probably about three dollars and ninety five cents. And in
1: New York, probably six or seven bucks by now. Yeah. All right. It's, here's it's, a, here's a ten dollar bill. Stop wasting my time. Leave me alone, kid.
3: <laughs> and then you got the attorneys that are unlike Todd that say, if you pay my fee, I'll take your case. <laughs> so you know, um, I. As much as I want it to be a case, it's not a case.
2: <laughs> okay, fair enough. You know, speaking of bait and switch, because we're coming up on the end of the hour. I don't know no, if we, we were, got time. You know, we speaking time, of bait, so. bait and switch, just really quickly. Um, in 2018, there was a guy over a Dutchman, 69 years old, 69 year old Dutchman, and he wanted to not legally change his name. He wanted to legally change his age because he found it very hard to find prospective stu- suitors on Tinder <laughs> as a 69 year old male. <laughs> Hello, just lie. Come on. <laughs> and you know what? The court would not let him. To. But talk about bait and switch. I mean, 16, if he could pass for 45, and he does, and then and then they find out that he's 69, I mean, that that's like getting plastic surgery before you get married, and then you find out after you have the first kid that, you know, you had the genetic nose from H-E double hockey sticks. You see what you know, focused you know, on, Denise? Is there something psychosomatic about that? You think I was going to say, that?
3: you know what, he, the guy, his problem was. He wasn't a billionaire.
2: That's right. That that that's true. Because um, because the half your age plus <laughs> the half your age plus seven equation doesn't work if you have more than a million dollars in your bank account. And we all know there are many people out there, male and
1: female, both, who look around and think half your age club works for me. That that works. <laughs> yeah, with, with
2: a wealthy potential. Yeah. <laughs> Sue's the old guy for fraud because he told me when we were engaged he only had a year to live and he lived another 10.
3: (laughs) Hey, if you want to make any comment about case or no case, give us a call at 855-529-7234 or tweet us at Radio Law Talk.
2: Stay with us. Yeah, when we come back, we're going to get the answer to our case or no case question. Is gelato a cause of action? Gelato or Janato, I don't know. We'll once be again I'm saying is it just me or is anybody hungry?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Stay
1: tuned as there's more radio laptop coming right up right here. This portion of Radio Law Talk is brought to you by Strauss Naturals. For more information, go to straussnaturals.com. That's S T R A U S S, straussnaturals.com. Wayne Elliott here to tell you about my experience with Strauss Naturals heart drops over the past 20 years. Strauss heart drops saved me back then and changed my life forever. It's hard to describe how invigorating it is when you support your healthy blood flow everywhere. There is scientific evidence that heart drops ingredients help maintain healthy lipid concentration. Cholesterol is in the blood lipid group. This supports blood flow, our body's most important function. I was able to maintain a healthy heart and blood flow. Strauss Heart Drops work, I can assure you. No contraindications with pharma drugs. Strauss Heart Drops are safe and Strauss guarantees your satisfaction with a hassle-free guarantee so you can't go wrong and certainly have nothing to lose. I've seen folks taking heart drops that have greatly improved their lives. Available online at StraussNaturals.com. Thank you very much. These products may not be right for you.
0: Always read and follow the label.
1: Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. a family member has been injured call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com see that wasn't so bad
2: i'm going to quick quack car wash get my car washed make it quick quack pretty shiny sexy just because i want to don't drive dirty gonna give my car suds at the quick quack car wash it's the quick quack quickest and the cleanest by far we're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car wash a hundred feet of cloth washing your car at the quick quack car wash any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack, will spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy, you'll be glad you was at the quick quack. Car wash it on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck. Get on the
0: road and come visit the duck at the Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack
1: Car Wash. Are you serious? Who told you that? You're listening to Radiolawtalk.com, and now back to your host
2: Frederick Penny, or in this case Todd Cunin, filling in for Fred Penny here today. And we're coming up on our answer for case or no case, Cal. We are waiting with bated breath. The the listening public nationwide wants well, to know. Let me just
1: put it to you this way: For those of you who said a case that was who was that? anybody, nobody did. So. Well, you're right. It's <laughs> not a taste. I, <laughs> I was eating skinny cow, you know, because <laughs> I for one night and I said to myself, this isn't very creamy. And my wife said, yeah, like gelato. So it caught me to thinking about the difference between ice cream and gelato, and, and ice cream has uh, more cream in it.
3: And so our, our listeners get to understand the depth that goes into these case- oh, no cases. Oh, there's some serious
1: research going
2: <laughs> on. I do research them all. I don't just make the stuff up, usually. Sometimes I do, but yeah. <laughs>
4: How funny. It, it, it was remi- good.
2: It, it reminds me of the uh, you know the, the gelato thing. It's kind of like the case of the 2017, the woman that was shocked to find out that jelly beans actually contained sugar, sugar. yes <laughs> <laughs> and she sued she sued and lost or the case was dismissed but yeah you know it's like uh but would she be shocked to learn that uh that jelly also contains sugar you know, natural sugars, I
1: suppose. Pectin, you got your pectin family in there. You got your sugars in there. You got the—I don't know.
2: Well, you know, here is the thing: if you, if you got the sugar and it's sweet when it hits the tongue and everything is fine, then you, then it's sugar. I, I deal with it. You know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, interesting case. We, we talked about Tiger Woods, so let's just go ahead and do this one really quick. This is that a Kansas? Okay, and there was a a uh, let's see, a the Senate leader in Kansas, was recently arrested on suspicion of driving under the influence and for attempting to flee a law enforcement officer. It apparently happened about one o'clock in the morning, and um, the officer tried to stop this vehicle that was later deemed to be driven by the Senate leader, and uh, he didn't stop for a little bit, then finally pulled the vehicle over and— when the officer approached the vehicle, as, as is the common phrase in almost every police report I read for DUI, I observe the objective signs of intoxication, including slur, you know, odor of an alcoholic beverage. And so, you know, whatever. So the, the cop sees all this and they place the Senate leader under arrest. He's booked into jail about four o'clock in the morning. Now, the interesting thing now, look, when, when this happens normally, a person gets booked into jail. Normally, there's a period of time where they have to sort of dry out, make sure that they're no longer intoxicated. And in most of the jurisdictions that I've worked in, either the suspect is released on bail and given a promise to appear with a court date to appear or if they can't make bail, if it's a serious DUI, if they can't make bail, then they're kept in custody. They got to be arraigned within 48 hours. California, that's the law. They have to be arraigned within 48 hours of the arrest. In some jurisdictions, if the person, if it was a low-level whatever a DUI and nobody was hurt and, and they'll, they'll after the person dries out and stuff is no longer intoxicated, they'll be released with a promise to appear in court. That That can happen as well. In this case— none of those three things happened. In this case, a judge in the county where the Senate leader was arrested ruled very quickly that there was not enough probable cause to support the arrest and ordered the Senate leader released from custody.
3: And and the unusual part about this is that the district court judge, um, she read the police report and this, he hasn't even been arraigned or anything yet, and she read the police report, and she knows that the uh, Republican had been arrested on the suspicion of speeding and crossing a highway divided sign and then also traveling the wrong way in the I wrong direction. I was trying direction. to keep
2: party affiliation out of this. Oh, I'm so but, sorry.
3: Uh... <laughs> I didn't mean to say that.
2: I didn't. <laughs> it's not
3: the fact he's a Republican. Well, the question
2: a, is who appointed the judge. That's question that's number one. That's kind of the question. Yeah, right, right.
3: And then she decided that there was not pertinent information.
2: But she did not discuss, discuss what information. Exactly. It, she just said there's not pertinent information. Right. Now, look, w- w- looking at this, if, if I am going to give the judge the complete benefit of the doubt on this, okay? If I'm going to give the judge the complete benefit of the doubt, I'm going to say, all right, I don't know what was in the police report, but if the officer didn't put in the police report that he observed the objective signs of intoxication, if he did not, let's say right. let's say he didn't say, I smelled the odor of alcoholic beverage, I saw a slurred speech, bloodshot water, rays. let's say he didn't say any of that. And let's say that the only sample of this guy's blood, or the only evidence they have of blood alcohol level, came in the form of a blood sample, not a breath test. He opted for blood. Right. To give blood. Well, that test hasn't been done yet. I mean, it takes like a week to get that done. The results. The results to, to find out what that is. And so I could see the judge sitting there looking at this going, all right, he's under arrest, but you can't tell me any of the signs that are typical for an intoxicated person. And we don't know his blood alcohol level yet. If that were the case, I get it. I get I get the release. I don't think I do. Well, well, I, I get the release given the fact that the officer, if you're going to have probable cause to arrest, the officer has to be able to say something more than just a, 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 a hunch or a suspicion. They have to be able to articulate the specific facts that led them to believe this person was intoxicated.
3: Driving the wrong way on a, on a freeway.
2: Which sometimes people who are not intoxicated do as well. Crossing the center divide of the highway. Which you do every time you pass a vehicle. I'm
3: just saying I think there might have been enough. So (laughs) so those
2: two things there could be consistent with sleepy. It was 1 o'clock in the morning. Sleepy driving, drowsy driving. Let's go back to this. In California, there was an individual who crossed the center line and got into an accident. The first thing the sheriff said was, we don't observe impairment at all. We think this was just an ordinary accident. Tiger Woods. (laughs) And so looking at this, if that were the case, I get it. But if it was anything other than that, if the officer articulated facts that were consistent with impairment and the judge did this, that is no bueno. Yeah, because the court almost always takes the officer's word for that. Almost always, do they not? Just as a matter of course. Pretty much. Pretty much. We're coming at the bottom. We're at the bottom of the hour. We'll be back after this.
1: Stay tuned. As Todd said, stick around. There's more Radio Law Talk coming up. I don't think you'll want to miss any, any of it. There's a lot of good stuff on the way.
4: Are you struggling with a high cost of prescription medications? How would you like to save up to 90% on your medications and have them delivered for free? Now you can with one simple call. Yes, save up to 90% on many of your prescription medications by calling A-plus BBB-accredited healthwarehouse.com based in Florence, Kentucky. No gimmicks, no coupons, no cards to use, and all prescriptions are FDA-approved and safely sent to your home with free delivery. Here's one example of your savings. A 90-day prescription of generic Lipitor can cost $90 at your local pharmacy. Healthwarehouse.com offers the same medication for about 20 bucks, Find out how much you can save on your prescription medications and get free delivery with one free call right now. Call 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. If
1: you pay my fee, I'll take your case. Oh, that's stoned now radio law talk continues here's your host Fred penny
2: so um, consider this scenario you're a, you're a younger individual you decide you know probably after a lot of thought I want to, I want to skydive I want to go skydiving you think you know? I I want to try it. It's Thrill a bucket
1: secret. list item.
2: Yeah, well, I I want to do it. It's safe. They it you're more likely to get hit by a car than to you know have anything happen in skydiving or whatever the whatever the stuff is. So you go there, and, and look, I'm not going to jump out of a plane on my own. I'm going to go tandem with an experienced skydiver. So I get the thrill of skydiving, but I have an expert there who is going to pull the ripcord. The chute will expand, and the two of us will fly down, float down to Earth safely. It'll be something I can tell my grandkids. And you go, and you jump out of the plane, and as the ground is rushing toward you, you hit that point. Then the expert pulls the ripcord, and the chute doesn't deploy. And then the backup doesn't deploy and nothing happens. And
3: well, something happens in the
2: end. Unfortunately, you you know, the uh, unstoppable force meets the immovable object. And we realize that the unstoppable force was indeed stoppable by hitting the ground. And so that's what happened um, in Lodi, California. Sixteen year old um, tragically lost his life back in uh, 18 year old. Sorry, tragically lost his life back in 2016. Absolute nightmare scenario. Oh, yeah. I don't
1: think you could think of anything worse, could you? No. no. I well, no, 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 no.
2: Yeah, it's just, just absolutely terrible. And the family sued the uh, skydiving company. One of the reasons is they, they found out that the expert, and I'm using that um, in air quotes here, the expert, the, the experienced skydiver with whom the 18-year-old was skydiving in tandem, uh, was still on probation, was new, and they alleged that he did not have the appropriate experience to engage in emergency uh, emergency training, what to do when the chute doesn't open, and, and as a result, if they had been with, if their son had been with a more experienced skydiver, that this would not have happened. And the long and short of all of this is that they, the family of the deceased prevailed, and the skydiving school, not just the school, we'll start there, the, the Award of damages was $40 million, $40 million. Now, listen, the company, the skydiving school was incorporated, and you have – you probably heard this idea of the corporate veil, right? So if you're a shareholder of a corporation, you're owner, you own all the shares of the corporation, but if you have this corporation, the idea is – that they can't come after people can't come after you personally because you have this corporate veil, this shell of a corporation. They can go after the corporates' a, corporations' assets, but maybe they can't come after yours.
3: It shields not just the shareholders, but it also shields the directors. The directors, and that's right.
2: And the judge in this case made an interesting ruling about the forty million dollars, saying, right. "And I quote." Um, the the owner was an individual named Bill Doss, and it says following court trial, Bill Doss is found to be the alter ego of Skydivers Guild Incorporated and is responsible for their entire judgment of forty million three hundred or forty million thirty thousand dollars. So essentially, the judge after this trial pierced the corporate veil. There there were actually a lot of corporate entities that had to happen because the guy kept creating different corporations to avoid tax liabilities and penalties. Um, but the judge. Cut through all of that and held that the owner, the shareholder, the owner, this uh, Bill Doss was personally liable for the amount uh, payable to this family of forty million dollars. It's just north of forty million dollars. Which, which it's going to be interesting this was a uh, this this happened uh, about a week ago. I will be curious to see if there's an appeal on the corporate veil issue about whether or not he can be personally held liable or not. I would expect that to go up on appeal because $40 million bucks is a lot of money. But um, interesting case. We'll follow that yeah. to see if there is an appeal on
3: that. Well, you might want you know be curious about what the factors are on piercing the corporate yes. bill. Um, the common factors are that there is existence of fraud, wrongdoing, or injustice to third parties. Mm-hmm that there's a failure to maintain the separate identities between the two companies and or the individual, um, that failure to maintain separate identities um, between the companies and the shareholders – um, and failure to adequately capitalize—that means give money to the company and finance that company—and also failure to follow the corporate formalities. That means having separate bank accounts, not commingling monies, uh, doing meetings. your minutes, yeah, right. doing right. your corporate—you know, um, uh, what is it? Your, your, your board Adopting meetings. Resolutions, yeah. right, right, you right, know, right, all right, that right. kind of formality.
4: Yeah,
2: it's essentially saying this is you and you are it. Okay, yes. and. Uh, you know, if, if if you have a corporate entity, and the money that comes in on the business side goes into a bank account, and that is also your personal debit card to buy your groceries and to pay everything and to do all that, and you're commingling, that is one of the factors that they look at to say, "I'm sorry, no, no, these aren't separate. It's all you."
3: Or you take monies from a corporate account and you go and you invest into a new corporation and you fund that corporation, and then you're you know you're following that that. Um And that's how you can also show it. So
1: here's a question. A guy owns this skydiving, and he says, you know, I think I want to go pick up a couple of rentals. And he goes and uses the corporate funds to buy a rental. This is the kind of thing you're talking about. And the rental funds end up going in his pocket rather than in – but then again, it goes in the corporate account. It is going in his pocket anyway, right?
3: Well, not necessarily because if the corporate account – um, is separate and distinct from his own individual monies and there's not his uh, income from another source going into the corporate account or the corporate income going into his account, then it's not a commingling situation. And you, you're you honoring that separate and distinct um, identity, if you will. Like- Here Here's the problem. This is really the problem why the judge had to get to this result, honestly. Um, over the period of time of this company's life, these different companies' life, but the same owner, there were two dozen Fatalities. I mean, that wow. in and of itself is astronomical.
2: That gets right to your injustice prong. Exactly. Right there.
3: Yeah. That's exactly right.
2: You know, so we have this, you know, Cal, to, to your point there with uh, different corporate entities, look, if, uh, let's say your business brings in $10,000 of revenue. Uh, let's let's say it's a better business brings in twenty thousand dollars revenue in a month. Works right? for me. Go and ahead. it goes yeah. into the corporate <laughs> bank account, the bank account that's open that is the name of XYZ Corp, right? And then you, as the owner of that corporation, let's say, cut a check from XYZ Corporation to you as an individual in in an amount that represents your. Your monthly salary with regard to that, and it's a set amount, and you know, it goes to you, but it's a separate transaction. It goes into your personal account, and all of your purchases are from the personal account. That is a far better way – I mean it, it might not be perfect, but it's a f- it's far more indicative of keeping things separate than if the $20,000 comes into your corporate bank account, and you as the owner also have that debit card, and now you're using that to make all of your personal purchases and everything out of that if if you are setting up a corporation to protect yourself from liability that kind of behavior can easily undo all of the protection that you thought you were getting and the judge said it seems obvious to me that's exactly what you were doing that's right. what happened here and so yeah. so they were and they there were has out. to
3: be a lot of facts to support that because the laws for the most part favor the corporate entity being sacrosanct you know and not being able to be pierced um at, but it,
2: so in this case, would plaintiff's attorney investigate that. Who? Well, who so, so so what happened in this case is you, you knew that they were going to allege that early on when they named the corporation. So it's it's the name of the family versus and then you have all of the named defendants and you have the corporation named or corporations that are named. But once that guy was individually named, guess what? You're on notice. And I would I, I haven't seen the complaint, but I would be willing to guess that in the complaint there were facts alleged that despite corporate filings he should be held personally liable and, and and the reason I say that is because if that was not alleged, if that was not sought, if that was not brought up by the plaintiff I don't think there's any way the judge just on a whim says, oh, by the way, you're personally liable. Agreed. That had to have occurred because it was borne out by the evidence presented at trial.
3: Right, and it would have been part of what the discovery was all about between these, uh, the plaintiff and the defendant would be to get behind that information. They would have accountants that would review the uh, the corporate records. They would make sure that there was formalities, like I said, and it sounds like they didn't have formalities. Wow.
2: Yep, it's just a tough one. I mean, you know, that's the way that it that's the way that it goes and 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 good for the court for making that award. I mean, clearly this case isn't as serious the man that sued the date because the date was on her phone the entire time through Guardians of the Galaxy and he tried to sue because of that and you know what? That lawsuit was dropped. Apparently, she offered to pay him back the $17.50 for the ticket and he declined. That was fatal to the case.
1: So their uh, their relationship was that good, huh? Yeah, well,
2: you know, or Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was that bad. I don't know, I don't but know. That's, that's what happened. <laughs> we'll be back for our last segment after these messages. Don't go away.
1: commercials the commercial center, the announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA.
4: You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? He said call PetJoy right now, 800-711-9218, 800-711-9218, 800-711-9218, that's 800-711-9218. Life can be full of risks.
0: people have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn
4: how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-451-1124 800-451-1124 That's 800-451-1124
0: Interest accrues from date of purchase but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit Renewal by
2: Are Are you serious? serious? Stop whining. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. You know, when I was single, well, when I was, I'm single now. When I was single before I got married, before I got married and had kids, one of my running jokes, and I, you know, kind of went along this, was if I ever had kids, I wanted to name, if I had a daughter, I wanted to name her Elementope. And people would look at me and I said, because my last name is Cunin. Even though it's spelled with a K, phonetically you had the word the letter Q there, and so it would be L M N O P Q N. -N. It would just kind of go right on in. And it was ridiculous. It was a joke. It was whatever. But if I was in France, if I was in France, I don't think the court would let me do that. I don't think the court would let that happen. You know, look, my daughter is probably very happy that that would have been the case and that you know she wasn't named that. But this is the latest from France: a couple wanted to name their child Nutella after the popular hazelnut spread. And the court ruled that, and let me see what's the quote here, it is contrary to the child's interest to have a name that can only lead to teasing or disparaging thoughts. Why? Dad's always call their kids Peanut. Hey, Peanut. I, well, yeah. well, but that's not their given name on hey, the
1: birth
3: certificate. Hey, Hazelnut.
1: Right? <laughs>
3: I, I call not my a, daughter Poo-Poo Butt.
1: <laughs> yeah, <so that's, laughs>
4: and I have a that's...
2: granddaughter named Hazel. Yeah, now right. you see. It. You yeah. open the you open the diaper and there was a spread of it. They're good. At it. <laughs> <laughs> like, good. You know, it's like you need to have an environmental impact report every time you change your but kids. Diaper. such a
3: low standard. I know, isn't it? Yes. I can't believe that French courts would even bother to get involved in the naming of children unless it was something like nuclear, you know,
1: Well who, who, who brought the
2: action? Or is there a board that monitors yes. such things? Well There is. Yeah, there, there, is, there is. You know, it's, it's the name that you want to state when you're on the uh, – w- when you go to put the name on the birth certificate. And I would imagine that initially it probably started out as a denial – of the, of the right to name. And so the couple then sues to get that. And the court says, no, no, we're not going to let you do that. Other names that were have apparently been ruled out in France. A couple wanted to call their daughter um, Fraise. I don't speak French. F-R-A-I-S-E. It oh, means God. strawberry. Hmm. Uh, which judge which, ruled.
3: Which why not strawberry?
2: Said the, the judge ruled that the uh, – this is where I think it's a reach. I, I understand if it's a name – look, if you wanted to name your – child, and some, a lot of countries have this, if you wanted to name your child after... Like Satan, Death, or Hell. Or the, no. the, the yeah, leader right, of the yeah. German forces right. in World War II, mm-hmm, that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and they don't do that. I, I I completely understand the phrase that it would be contrary to the child's interest to have a name that can only lead to teasing or disparaging thoughts, given those names. I get that. Turn you into a homicidal maniac. Yeah, but <laughs> this judge, under the French word for strawberry... Went a little further. He said uh, it could result in the child being teased. And I'm like, could? Strawberry, really? Strawberry? It could. Maybe it could. Maybe it couldn't. I mean, I go back to the Nutella. Here's a workaround. This is my suggestion for the couple, right? The, the workaround is fine. Then give your child a you know, typical first, middle, and last name. Have the middle name because, by the way, the court in the Nutella case said, no, no, we're not going to let you call her Nutella. You can call her Ella.
3: Ella. They named her.
2: Yeah. They said they said Ella is acceptable. Fine. Make that the middle name. And another common name, not- anybody who has seen Alien 2 or Aliens is familiar with the name Newt. Yes. Or anybody who's seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail. She turned me into a Newt. Or, I go, or 80s, pol- 80s politics, Newt Gingrich. Newt Gingrich, that's right. So what's your name? Newt. What's your middle name? Ella. Say them together. Newt Ella. Well, hmm. I can there tell you go. this.
3: Any name that I say in France is going to be a French.
1: <laughs>
3: Someone's going to
2: get sued.
1: <laughs> I
3: don't think the French will like how I even yeah. say it.
1: Uh, anyway, so, so I, that's... I'm just amazed that people allow... Or expect that level of intervention of government into their personal lives. So that stuns me just a little tiny bit that even in France, they'd say, oh, sure, you can tell us what to name our
2: kid. Sure, we'll, we'll, we'll duke this out in court. You know? I know, I know. It's, it, you it's know, a but, strange thing. But yeah. look, look, it, it's foreign to us in the United States, strange because. You know, we live under the purview of a constitution that provides perhaps more freedoms when it comes to that than they do elsewhere. Now, they're still a free country, but there are certain things that their laws don't allow that our laws do. Whatever. Well, within limits. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't see a whole lot of people naming their kid Nutella in the United States either or the George Costanza 7. It's what he wanted to name his But daughter. peanut
1: butter would be – you could name your child pe- Nobody eats Nutella in the United States by comparison. I mean, yeah. people eat it, but not that many, but
2: not that, you know, yeah. look, once they find out it's a good substitute for chocolate, that might change, but whatever. Mm. So, um, anyway, that's enough on that one, uh, yeah. family out of, and he disagrees, not yeah, so good. <laughs> you don't like Nutella? No,
3: <laughs> no. My daughter loves it. And, and you know, her family on her dad's side, they're all from Austria. So they love it. And I just don't care for it.
2: You just don't care for Nutella. Mm-hmm. Huh? Okay. Well, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing in a Nutella bar next week. Because I know you won't steal it. No, oh, yes, Like yes, I've
3: yes. ever stolen anything. Yeah, she's never say, stolen
2: yeah, anything. Yeah, you know. I
3: come here with goods, goodies. She brings you goodies. And I bring them and I voluntarily in give fact, them up. I
1: think you made up with the peanut butter one, did you not, Mr. Kuhn? Well, apparently I did. But I didn't <laughs> have sugar in it. So, <laughs> but yeah.
2: onto something more relevant, Your <laughs> Honor. Yes, yes, yes. I, 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 I will not confess to that. I, read me my rights first, Cal. Uh, <laughs> I observed... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there was an uh, the family of an inmate is suing San Quentin for those of you even not in California you might recognize the name San Quentin that's usually where a lot of the high profile murderers were housed former death row home. yes yeah. former death Still row home get rid death row yeah. it's uh, it's it's north just north of San Francisco and uh, a prisoner had been sent there and. Unfortunately, he was transferred there in January of 2020. that's where he started serving. and he was serving an offense for a nonviolent um, offense It was I think a felon in possession of a firearm, mm-hmm. but I mean he wasn't using it it was just
3: and just, his felony was drug conviction.
2: yeah and, Just carrying around the gun. and I'm so sure. or you know, that, look there can be a lot of ways you can be guilty of that and it's in seemingly innocuous ways but okay um, so he was convicted. He was sent there to serve his time in January of twenty twenty. Now look, the research that we have done, the stuff that I am looking at, this is an article out of Sacramento Bee, says that he was set to be come home. Follow this timeline here. This odd. He was supposed to be released from custody into home confinement in April of twenty twenty. So he was only going to be there from January to April, and then he would serve the rest of his time in home confinement, which is part of the realignment for California, how they do their um, prison sentences. However, the lawsuit contends that he contracted COVID and that he later, I mean, he passed away away on uh, July 11th uh, from complications from COVID. But the timeline that's odd here is he was supposed to be released in April, and the event that the lawsuit says that resulted in him contracting COVID was a prisoner transfer in May of 2020. That means he
1: was transferred into San Quentin at that time. I mean, that's the that's the main. There are several lawsuits filed on people saying you you put us in San Quentin when there were a bunch of guys with
2: COVID. No, it's I don't know opposite. If this is the opposite. So, so what? what oh, the, yeah, no, no
3: he's right. So, what, what,
2: he's the way right. I, the way I, he was sent into San Quentin in January, he was supposed to be out in April, but he wasn't. By May, when they did this prisoner transfer, oh, I got you now. Yeah. By May, a month later, apparently, he was still in San Quentin. Hmm. That's. That- and,
3: and it appears to be because of covid that they didn't release him too. Yes. So something happened that, that and could it could be. be that the courts, you know, were not operating or something happened he didn't get his release timely um and thus when these Uh, these prisoners that came from another jailhouse or prison that was very, very active in COVID and had a huge outbreak. They didn't test them before they integrated them into San Quentin, and they literally brought COVID into San Quentin.
2: The only thing that I see with this case here that I think is going to be a hurdle for the plaintiffs is when you compare what was known at the time and remember, we're talking about stuff that happened early on in 2020, all the way up to May. There was still this period of flux where we we didn't know, do masks work? Do they not work? What's going on? So the defense could be, look, we were working under the... Same information everybody else was. We just didn't have it down yet. But sure. we'll, we'll follow yeah, this to see how it works.
1: Yeah, that's interesting because now it's time for your quick take on what we've been discussing on the show today. And Denise, I'd like it if you'd go first, please.
3: Well, what we learned from the ski, uh, the Lodi um, ski diving ski sky, sky <laughs> diving, diving case, ski diving. Okay.
1: <laughs> it gives it
3: gives new meaning to the um, the the song Free Falling. <laughs> it's worth forty million now, guys.
2: Not so free. Well, and the only thing I'll say on that for my quick take is, you know, if you're blind, you don't want to skydive because it'll scare the crap out of your dog. <laughs> so. Fair enough. That'll do it for us here, folks. Next week, don't forget to tune back in. We look forward to having you online or on the airwaves with us. Been a pleasure. We'll see you.
1: And listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk, Incorporated. is
0: a national campaign aimed at the education and awareness of the devastating effects of opioid and heroin abuse and curbing drug and alcohol addiction in the United States. Recover Now is sponsored by treatment facilities nationwide. Many of them have been where you are, and they want to help by spreading a message of hope and recovery. They're working hand in hand with major insurance companies nationwide that can help you or a loved one get clean in 7 to 30 days. Recover Now is embarking on a national outreach campaign on TV and radio to promote anti-addiction messages. So if you, a loved one, or someone you know has a problem with drugs or alcohol, do not wait a New life for you could be 30 days away. Call us right now. I promise this call can change your life. Sponsored by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
4: 800-292-3027. 800-292-3027. That's 800-292-3027.